1: Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections
0: customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Time now for The Drive with Mark Ennis. Presented by Fitness
2: Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes.
0: Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull.
2: Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs uh, Super Bowl celebratory parade, uh, which included (laughs) hilarity up until it lacked hilarity entirely, uh, with apparently two men opening fire uh, at this. Uh, At least one person confirmed dead, a couple of children uh, hit, ten injured at least, and two men uh, in custody. I just saw a video of them walking one of them uh, away. I did uh, check Jason Anderson okay? So it was about five or six blocks away. Didn't even know what had happened until. So the, the eruption of reaction to the, all of that uh, happened and started sort of making their way their way, and the cops came blasting by uh, to take care of it. But they've got two men in custody there. Uh, it's just another one of the. No, there's nowhere you can go. There's nothing. There's nowhere that's safe. Not one place, uh, and it's uh, it's depressing. But they do have two men in custody uh, at least, and Jason and his family and everyone, kind of the eight ten family, seems to be okay.
3: Everybody remains safe yeah. out there. Uh, Please be careful. Uh, hope all the children and all the other victims pull through, and you know, and, and the the casualties are limited. And I hate that we have to talk about stuff like this, but it's
4: the reality. Yeah, I saw something earlier, like a, within the last half hour, obviously, where someone brought up that it's the 6 year anniversary of Parkland, and yes. it's just I just hate that this continues. Obviously, um, yeah, that's ridiculous. You know, they're celebrating their third school in five years, and. You know, somebody just has to go and just ruin the night for everyone.
2: This isn't freedom. No, it's not. And don't call it that. Not for me, anyway. Not to me.
3: We just shouldn't have to worry about this stuff. And it doesn't, you know, it's
2: just leave it at that. Also, during the break, simultaneously but independently, multiple people called in inspired by Steve. There's something about Steve and the – uh, his ability to sound like Jeff Walls without trying. It's pretty incredible. That, is, that, that motivates and brings out the artist in many of you. Because at least three people, our good friend uh, Tim, Jimmy, who tweeted at us, and the text line, all suggested some form of, wouldn't it be funny if we got Steve to say things that Jeff Walls says... So they both said the same – Like when you Some said, kind of thing like let's get Steve to say Jeff Walls' stuff <laughs> or some version of let's get Steve to say what Jeff Walls would like to say. And it'll be a very reasonable facsimile of Jeff saying it and what can the NCAA or the ACC do. <laughs> it's almost like our own in-house AI voice uh, creator, except it's just Steve. It's close to the, to the Key and Peele Obama
3: anger translator, the Luther – Except just with his actual voice. Yeah.
2: And, <laughs> and I love this the The voice doppelganger. Yeah, we, they said Steve Waltz or Jeff Waltz or something like we could call him something like that. I'm here for that. A number of people making, like, a, I didn't hear Steve chopping any wood in the background. <laughs> you know, nothing like that. I like all of these suggestions. We might have to get Steve on board here. I want to know what kind of wood it was. I need to get in touch with Coach
3: Waltz. Uh, see what type of wood it was. If I can it for 000. smoking. Bosic tweeted
4: a picture of it yesterday. Yeah, he did. I saw it, but did the old I, Tim Sullivan drive by the house and uh, investigate?
3: I didn't do
2: a, I didn't do a, a like a, a, qu- like a
3: detailed look, you know, and see if I could
2: tell which kind of wood it was. Was that was that one long humble brag from Rick Bozic that <laughs> I live in the same neighborhood the same. as Jeff Walls? <laughs> Is that what that was? You make fun of my grill enough, you bastards. Yeah, that's why. Before. That's why he doesn't care what we think about. <laughs> About his his writing on Kenny pain.
3: he did like, not inquire if he could
2: use any of that wood for smoking.
3: <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> That's too spicy. That's right. That's exactly right. Was it hickory? No. Oh no, come on now. No, 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 no. no. no maybe post oak. Maybe,
2: <laughs> maybe <laughs> cherry wood. Get out of here. <laughs> Love cherry wood, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big cherry wood, guy. Especially for pork. Yep. Eighty-one fifty ninety-three nine. That is the number. If you'd like to get in here. Oh, I wonder what odds you really could have gotten uh, that another Power Five school would have fired, made a, a coaching change, fired their basketball, their men's basketball coach before Louisville did, because I, that happened today with Ohio State yeah. firing Chris Holtman uh, in, in eating a fifteen million dollar buyout <laughs> to to fire him. More, I mean, more That's than Big Ten money, baby, it's basketball. 50, like $15 for football, I think we're accustomed to seeing things like that. Oh, yeah. But for basketball, there haven't been quite as many of those. And it's just like a straight, yeah, we're going to eat it to move on from you. And the bottom – Mid-season, yeah. Three-fourths-ish three-quarters season. Three-quarters of the season. Yeah, in-season. It, season, it in makes season.
3: It's in-season. It makes sense if you want to get a head start on the coaching search, which is what a lot of us are,
2: are we're clamoring for yeah. for a while. Uh, it, uh, surprising. You know, I I think it's surprising to see uh, them do it now because I guess if you, it seems odd to me to have 15 million, you can just sort of fling that off and fire him and get rid of him. But then if you're doing that to get out ahead of people, it kind of doesn't matter, does it? Mm, Yeah. Like getting out ahead of the market is a penny pinching move, isn't it? Yeah, to a degree. I'm not knocking, I'm saying you do it with, with, not having to sort of money with people in mind, don't you?
3: Sure, no, I think that's part of it, but also just getting into the conversations first. But those conversations can happen behind, you know, through back channels before coaches are officially fired, anyway. You know, and, and you can have deals in place in principle before a coach is even fired.
4: That kind of stuff happens all the time. So who's the Stoops' s candidate? Because if you remember, they hired Ross Bjork to be their new ad who was at a and m who tried to hire stoops away so who's this stoops s that ohio state's gonna try to lure to be their new basketball coach stoops i mean you're gonna hate it
3: steve
2: forbes <laughs> that's funny that's
3: sure that,
5: that's
2: I, don't think it's, <laughs> I don't think that's that off yeah that's a it's a really is a good question uh trilly donovan you know for what it's worth that uh, tweeted uh, what he thought was a list uh of, that he was hearing who the the candidates will be. And he said that their pool is going to be deeper than Louisville's as far as reasonable options. Yeah. That was his phraseology. Here's who he listed for them. Greg McDermott, Sean Miller, Nate Oates, Lamont Paris, Dusty May, Mick Cronin, Porter Moser. What is your gut reaction to that list before we get JT in here? Read it one more time. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. Read it one more time. Let me, let, let me absorb every one of those names.
2: Greg McDermott, Sean Miller, Nate Oates, Lamont, Paris, Dusty May, Mick Cronin, Porter, Moser. As far as who I would want, it would be
3: between well, Nate Nado- Oates and Dusty whatever. Miller. Okay. But – or Dusty May, Dusty I mean. May. Dusty May. Uh, Sean Miller sounds interesting to me for Ohio State. Um, Greg McDermott, I feel like he would have already made that move if he was going to make it, but you never know. That that happens. It happens later in, in careers sometimes. Uh it's interesting. Porter Moser is the one that's kind of on the line for a lot of people. I think he's a really good coach, and he's having a, a decent year this year. Um, whether he'd want to go to Ohio State is a is a
2: question only he knows the answer to. Uh, I th- the first thing that jumped out to me, and this is I don't know the pettiness in me or whatever, but I don't care. Uh, we routinely are chided because I think you and I are in lockstep on Chris Beard. Yes. We are routinely mocked uh, as being soy boys and such for not being fans of wanting uh, Chris Beard here, and that anybody who doesn't is not serious about basketball. Uh, and I submit to you that a list for Ohio State that includes the people that it does when they've hired they fired him in season and paying fifteen million dollars uh, to go away, they're pretty serious about basketball. Not on the list. Yeah.
3: they don't want to deal with it either
2: maybe it's not just us guys yeah let's get jt in here jt welcome into the drive when I think about. what's up buddy
1: hey mark thanks um you were talking about steve earlier and, and steve had me excited today but for another reason um, he was talking about the possibility of richard Petino becoming our coach and uh, i love it i think there's a lot of Positive intangibles there. You know, he gets us. You know, he was here when we were rocking and rolling. I think he could coach. I think he'd be good with the community. My own personal opinion, I just, you know, as you say, Josh is going to pick who he's going to pick. But um, I think Richard Petino would be would be a home run myself. So just wanted, wanted to put that out there and see what you guys thought about it.
2: Thanks. Yep. Yeah, appreciate that, uh, JT. Thank you uh, for asking. Look, I think Richard is a good coach. Uh, I think he went to a place in Minnesota where it's hard for anybody to be super successful, mm-hmm. uh, and he wasn't super successful. Uh, but I think overall, yeah, I think he's a good coach. Uh, I think it's fair to say, Dave, that if his name wasn't Richard Patino, we we wouldn't feel the same way about him. But he is Richard Patino and and I didn't accept it when when many of you would say like if he wasn't uh Kenny Payne we wouldn't even be considering well he is yeah uh, that he is that person uh, would he be my first choice my here's my fear my fear with Richard he hasn't done it yet like there hasn't been a deep tournament run you know that sort from anywhere he's been and we would not accept that from from almost any other candidate and but my bigger fear is i i don't want i would like us all to try really hard to stop trying to recapture something and i'm yeah. afraid richard makes me the suggestion of him like and it might not even be fair to him but so much of of our framing of like trying to get athletics and basketball really on track is about trying to like recapture something we used to have instead of building something great. It drives me crazy, and I would, I would, I would love to to not be backward looking. And he is part of Louisville's past. Yeah, uh, it might not be fair, uh, and this kind of cuts both ways. If he wasn't Richard, his resume might not blow us away as much. But if he wasn't Richard, those things are not negatives either. Yeah, and he would just be the New Mexico coach who's doing a pretty good job. Right, but I think that. If it was a blind resume,
3: we wouldn't be considering him. Yeah, I think that's fair. Period. Uh, It's not to say that he's not a really good coach and that Minnesota's a really hard place to win. All those things are true. But the best finish he's had in the NCAA tournament was the year that he beat Chris Mack. Round of 32. In like six years at Minnesota, something like that. Uh, He's in his third year at New Mexico, and... He's doing phenomenal this season. He's like twenty and five, I think. He just beat Nevada for the first time on the road in years. New Mexico, uh, I think seven years. Uh, that might be a wrong stat, but I heard it earlier today. Uh, yeah, he looks like he's getting stuff together, and he might have a great tournament running him this year. But as it stands right now, he's got a couple of tournament appearances in like ten years as an NCAA head coach, or nine years, ten or nine or ten years, and uh, never gotten out of the first weekend. If we're criticizing other candidates for a lack of experience or a lack of which is not a lack of experience for him, but for a lack of success in those years, yeah. Then we have to hold the same standards to him especially since he's a legacy. I mean, it's yeah, he understands this place and and yeah, it's that's important. But it's not everything. You know, he's got to got to prove his chops. Before he's considered for this head coaching job, especially in the wake of what we just went through,
2: and really, I, I think this hire is going to require them to take uh, it's. They have to get it right, and so the the risk involved here has got to be quite a bit lower, I would think, and and we would be on paper asking Richard to accomplish more than he ever has. But that's also true of Musselman. You know, that, that's also true of, of others that you're going to hear, you know, as candidates. I mean, Lamont Paris is on that list. He's having one good year <laughs> at South Carolina, but he's having a really good one.
3: Though. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and I, I acknowledge that when I say I like Lamont Paris, but I understand. I, I always acknowledge that the, the, the thing that people are going to be hung up on is the fact that he's in his second year at South Carolina. Yeah. And it would take a hell of a tournament run, I think, for people to really get on board with it. But even then, people would worry about flash in the pan. You know, with Jerome Tang, he's in his second year, but in his first year, he went to the lead eight. If he can follow it up with any semblance of of a tournament run, uh, I think that's kind of proof of concept. It's tough to to to, to do it twice. It's like you know, and they're in an insanely good league, right? Flukes don't really happen two years in a row. Um, we'll see how that works out at the end of the year. Uh, but it, it's. There's so many factors, and that's why I'm open to a lot of different candidates. You know, I, I really am, and a lot of different names. I don't know who's going to be. There. I mean, Musselman's got his own set of issues. Uh, he seems to to kind of burn out at places like uh, like Jim Harbaugh, you know, where either it, I don't know if it's the nature of his style. That, like, it burns out quick. Like, it's really exciting, and then all of a
2: sudden it's you We're hit a wall with it. Here? Yeah. You yes. hit a wall with it. That's the reputation he has. You know?
3: And, and and I don't know if I want somebody like that who's going to be really exciting for a couple of years, and it's like, well, well, it seems as though we've hit a wall, and it's like year four. You know, I don't think we want that right now. I think yeah. we want somebody who's in it for the long haul.
4: We already did that with the Chris Mack experience. That's exactly. how it fell. I mean, he hit the wall in year four, and it was like, okay, we got to cut bait now. And yeah. I'd be ecstatic for muscleman I'd be ecstatic for... A lot of candidates, and I know I've said this before, but I'm not pigeonholing myself to one candidate this time around. I didn't even do it last time, but this time especially, just given that whoever Joshua decides, I will be on board with it, at least because I have to. He's the head coach of the team now, but I will give the guy a chance, a fair chance to you know do his job here at Louisville. And I think the next guy's going to be successful. See that that's my, that was my
3: issue the last time around. I understood the. Uh you know, the limiting factors that, that we had and, and, and why Kenny Payne was, was the, the best candidate they thought for the job at that point. Uh, I was vocal then that I thought we should have had a, a more open uh, search and at least interviewed a few other candidates openly and, and, and looked like we vetted it. Even I'm sure they did behind the scenes, but it would have been nice to have more options on the table, yeah. even if the options were limited. Uh, that's why, I, look, I don't say outright no to anybody. Even the candidates that I have like a visceral reaction to, like Chris Beard. I think there's just just a lot of candidates that can do the job as well as he can, that don't bring the baggage. It's a nuanced conversation. It's not easy to get into it, and that's the fact that we've had to get so deep into it before he's even a candidate and the job's even open. is enough for me to be like, I don't really want to have to deal with this. I don't think the university should deal with it. I don't think it's something we should get in the middle of because DV cases and stuff like that are extremely nuanced. It's not as simple as no charges, no problem. It's just not. Yeah. I just don't want to have the conversation constantly about it. And I think other schools agree. You know, I'm not telling you that you're wrong for wanting him. I'm not telling anybody that he should be arrested and that he should be scorned from public life. I just don't think we're in a position where we can take that on right now. Or should. Or should we? That's the basic, that's the yeah. only conversation I've ever had about Chris Beard. I'm not telling you you're wrong that you want him, if you want him. I'm not telling you. That he should be in jail. I'm not telling you that I know what
2: happened that night. I'm just telling you that
3: it's super nuanced and it's not baggage that that I think we need. And
2: I only brought up that list just to show you, like Dave and I are on on an island here. You're going to see other jobs open up, and he won't be on those lists. Either. Sure,
3: it's a complicated issue. There's it's, right. it's nuance to the conversation, and the fact that it's so nuanced means that, man, maybe we shouldn't even be involved in it. You know, and I don't think we will be to be I to agree. be quite honest with you. But all of these candidates have have positives and negatives. The only Home run candidate is probably Scott Drew, and I don't know how feasible it is to get him or not. We'll find out.
2: Is I think the most surprising thing out of all. Well, Jay Wright right, too, but sure, he's I'm pretty sure he's not enough for anybody. Tired, yeah, uh, I've, for me, the most surprising thing I've seen so far uh, is that Eric Musselman is 59 years old. Yeah, I cannot believe that. Did you have any idea he was 60 years old? No, I didn't either. I
3: guess if I had sat down and thought about it. You know, with his he is timeline the timeline time of his life. I could have figured it out, you know, with his playing career and everything, but no.
4: I yeah, have no idea. I would have said like mid forties probably. Because he's got so much energy, at least in years past. You can take a shirt off into the arena when they clinch the you know, second round victory over Kansas last year and the year before.
2: Let's get Damien in here next. Damien, welcome into the drive on Thunderbolt. What's up, bud?
6: Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. You, bet. Um, you know, I had uh, called on Saturday into the postgame show with Taylor, and I had made the comment about my disappointment with us uh, winning the game against Georgia Tech. And what I had, the comment I had basically made was that, okay, yeah, let's, I'm not glad they won, but we're getting excited about beating a bottom feeder. And, you know, a, a lot of the, quote-unquote, K.P. Mafia went after me and everything. But I just wanted to say this. You know, yesterday, last night, we saw us get destroyed by a bottom feeder in the ACC. And, you know, is, is this what we've come to, is that we're sitting up here getting smacked around by Boston College for the sec- for the third time, actually the fourth time
5: in a row? I mean, it's
6: just getting ridiculous with this. Uh, and I will also say this. You know, I had made the comment that Josh should have cut bait after, this, uh, after the Kentucky game. And, you know, once again, now it's looking like, you know, I was prophetic about that. We got Ohio State opening up. Michigan's about to open up. I mean, this is just, uh, this is really ridiculous as far as like the time that we've wasted. We should have just cut bait in December. And I know Bob Albano tried to make a comment on Sunday. Uh, well, you know, uh, you get rid of him. What's going to happen to all the players? He hadn't lost the locker room. Well, so what? Okay. He hadn't lost the locker room. You know, if all these players feel like they love Kenny this much and they don't want to stay here because we fire him after this year, then you know what? So be it. Just leave. I mean, there are players on this team that I want to keep, but at the same time, I feel like that, you know, we, we can't sit up here and be held hostage by players that want us to keep a coach that is woefully unqualified for this job. And real quick, um, As far as Chris Beard is concerned, you know, I agree with you all 100%. I mean, I would like, if if Chris Beard did not have the baggage that comes with the DV case, I definitely would have considered him one of my top candidates. But I'm sorry, as someone who has known people that have gone through that, who uh, knows that 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 is a very terrible thing to happen to somebody. I don't want him anywhere near our program. And besides, I mean, we've had to deal with so much baggage already, other things that we've had come up in our program that, uh, you know, we don't need to go here. But I just hope that Josh is able to hire a coach that can really be a good fit because this is like the most important hire of his career. Because if he gets this wrong, you know, there's I don't see how he can survive this. But I just wanted to say that, you know, Last night, I thought, was one of the most rock-bottom times in, in the, the sad, sad case of KP's career. Uh, thanks for taking
2: my call, guys, and y'all have a good day. Appreciate it, uh, Damon. Thank you. Yeah, look, the, the I've thought about this, too. My biggest issue with people saying, like, well, what are you going to get if you find, like, now, for instance? Like, Louisville would maybe want to get ahead of the market a little bit. But I think that work's already getting done. I don't think they have to.
3: Yeah, that's what I mentioned earlier. You know, like I, there's a lot of stuff that happens behind, yeah, at least through through back channels and not not yeah. formal. You know, a lot of that work's done um, beforehand. Not to say that interviews and everything would be a formality. Yep. No, but like as far as gauging interest and stuff like that.
2: Eighty-one fifty ninety-three nine. That is uh, the number. If you would like uh, to get in here. Texture says, do we not have injuries hurting this team? Only seven scholarship players? Where's the objective non-biased analysis? Come on, y'all. Buddy, all seven of Louisville's available players were higher rated out of high school than anyone that plays for Boston College right now. Louisville's seven players were better than Boston College's seven players. But Louisville as a team is not better than Boston College as a team. That's the problem.
3: Well, the issues, and I said this earlier, and I know our, our audience changes every 10 minutes, but... The issues we're having with defense now, we were having when we had a full compliment, man. I mean, that's just the truth. And while I, and, and some people are saying the, the limited, you know, the limited rotations helping the team. I don't know. I acknowledge the fact that they're dealing with some unfair circumstances, but they haven't risen above any circumstances at any point this year or last year, as Mark was saying earlier. The injuries aren't why we play horrible defense.
2: Yeah, that's right.
3: You know, and, right. and I, I agree we miss Sky Clark, we definitely miss JJ Trainer. I think I
2: think underneath. Uh, you the, know, it's funny that, Like you I, I I agree with you. I think kind of in theory, but if JJ Trainer was was playing, we'd be getting less Caleb Williams. Yeah, no, I was about to say like if, trade-offs here. There's trade-offs. Sorry. Like
3: oh no, you're fine. You're fine. But like when people say, "Well, you're missing a you know, Sky Clark and his 13 points a game, it's like he, easy." You know, if you play more Sky Clark, we're playing less Mike James or Tyler Johnson, right. you know, you're getting less of their production. So there's a trade off there. It's not just a add 13 points in there. That's not how it works. Yeah, right. You know it I mean? healthy. right. There's only five guys on the field at a time. Right. Or on the court at a time. Or if the or field, if we, whatever you want to call okay. it. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I mean that's You'd probably be better on the field. That's right. Like no Caleb Glenn, I mean, then we don't see what he did last Saturday. He doesn't get development because he's not getting the PT if JJ Trainer's healthy. You know, so at the end of the day there's 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 trade offs. They're dealing with a lot of adversity. I, I completely agree with that. But point me to the game where they were at a full compliment. Or and the, it was excellent. The multiple games yeah. where they were, they were at full complement that they were playing good defense. You know, or, or pa- passable defense, or the, the the principles were there. And that's what we talk about more than anything. They got oh, outscored by 20
2: in the second half last night, guys. Like, offensively,
3: they're not, they're not struggling on. offensively they for the most part. They lost
2: Kentucky Wesleyan at full strength.
3: Yeah, Dennis yeah. Evans even played in that game. Right. And Dennis Evans, like, as much as we all love Dennis Evans, he wasn't physically imposing himself on these games. I don't know where he would be in the rotation right now.
2: I'm sure he'd be getting minutes, but. By the way, Zan Payne like st- a rebound in traffic last night, and I like fist pumped. Yeah, I'll, like, good for you. I love I love him in little bursts, you know. That's like the appropriate amount of time. Like yeah, just, I want a shot of Zan The pain.
3: appropriate amount of Zan pain.
2: A shot. Yeah, but like want-
4: injuries is like a, if your team was like 13 and two, and then you know a couple guys go down, then you you know go six and seven down the stretch or whatever it is. Then yeah, you can blame the injuries for that, but. Look, like we were terrible before the injuries
3: happened. The only That's a
2: great point. That's a great way of putting it. Like, yeah, the only thing that injuries have done is changed which guys play bad basketball.
3: Yeah. And honestly, we've seen the emergence of a couple of guys that we had wouldn't have had a chance to see as much of before they were before there were injuries. Like like it's as bad as as, as, as impactful and as much as we've acknowledged the impact of injuries, like I don't know how much of a detriment they've
2: been to this team. Let's get Bob in here next. Bob, welcome into the drive. What's up, buddy?
5: Hey, guys. Uh, well, uh, I was wanting to comment uh, about, uh, the, I guess, Louisville and their next step in in hiring a head basketball coach. Somebody on the you – know, I listen to too much radio, I'll say that. Cause no, listening. no you don't. It's not possible. <laughs> I was <listening> to the <laughs> I was listening to Maven and Rummage, but they brought up a couple of good points, or Rummage did. Uh, that uh, first, uh, I don't think we should go for you know uh, Louisville uh, hiring or appointing a committee of people to research getting a, a new basketball coach. I don't think one it would do any good. It, it's just like you know who, like hiring Chuck Smart. <laughs> I know he but but or hiring a bunch of academic guys to look for a coach. I think, you know, you hire Josh Hurd, you let Josh Hurd do his job. And I'm sure he's got people in his staff that are hopefully vetting candidates, checking with their agents to see the interest. Uh, you know, pay the man what he's worth. Everybody wants to fire him anyway uh let him do what he wants and not get the a committee involved and then the second thing uh, that they were talking about is uh, the the I don't know if it's a rumor or not, but whoever the new coach would be is uh, keeping uh, Nolan Smith on board as one of his assistants uh, one to uh, keep the team the current players happy uh so that they don't jump ship uh and and two nolan's young nolan can you know the uh, it, i would think he still has talent to, uh, as an assistant coach he just you know he's he's on a staff that can't coach defense uh but anyway, i wanted to see what you guys' thoughts are on that and uh Yes. uh, I love listening to the radio these days. Hmm. That's the only way that I have hope on
2: a new coach. Well, thank you, uh, Bob. I appreciate uh, the call there, buddy. Yeah, listen, I I think that uh, I've always operated, Dave, I know you have too. One, I want Josh to hire who he wants to hire this time. And even if it might piss people off in the short term, I want him to hire who he thinks is the right person. And then I want him to tell us why this is the right person. Yeah. And I want it to make sense. And if it doesn't, I want him to tell me just what he sees that you, I don't. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and then I want to see it instead of being gaslit for the next year. Okay. <laughs> right. So the, there's that part of it. But when it comes to, to Nolan Smith, I want, I think back to Tom. When Tom made Craig keep several of Bobby's assistants and it did not work. And Tom vowed to never do that again. One of his major takeaways from hiring Craig Thorpe was I hurt him early on by insisting that he keep some of Bobby's uh, assistant coaches and I'll never do it again. You know me. You let a coach be the coach. If he wants to keep Nolan Smith, great. I'm not asking him to do it. You hire who you want and I want you to do it your way. I want. Look, I think Josh is admirable and right for letting Kenny do things exactly the way he wants to hmm That's why all the results sit in Kenny's lap. Yep. You got. You did it exactly – yeah, you did it – yeah, right. Whatever year he thinks Whether it is. Whether he believes is, it or not. Yeah. yeah. You – what you've done, what your record is, is the result of the way you chose to do it. And no one forced you to do it any other way. There are trade-offs with that. Yeah. And so whoever the new coach might be, I want them to hire who they want. Period. I wouldn't even insist on an interview. You know, like you just – like
3: These are the numbers if you want to get in yeah. touch with them. you know. But. Now it
2: does bring up an interesting question of how how much do we think just sort of like the general inability of this team and the coaches is no one's not good or it's just no one would be good with just sort of like the lack of – I, I don't know. know. I, have like no a, idea. I really don't know. That's I, up to the new person to decide. To
3: I haven't been impressed with anybody on the staff because yeah. there's been no yep. way to be – nothing to be impressed about. You know, like how does anybody know if one likes the if the players like Nolan? I don't really know that. I think I like the them players so much are, an
4: interview for a G League
3: job, right? I, I mean, I've I've said it before. I've been look. It's it's again. It's really no disrespect because I don't know the man, but he's kind of killed us like death by a thousand cuts with his reputation in Louisville at this point. I mean, I think the the fact that we saw him in public a hundred different times with with non Adidas stuff, and he just doesn't understand what that means. Gravity of that to the university and the fact that it's a fifteen million dollar annual contract that they simply do not give out anymore, and we can't afford to go without. Like it's the most important corporate sponsorship we have. It's the most important business relationship we have as a, as, a, as an athletic department. And you can't even just go along with that. You know, he's been quieter on social media this year. Thank God, because that. I mean, it's just For un- his own good. Yeah, unwanted attention from the stuff uh, last year. Any. Seemed to interview for a G-League job earlier this year. And that's – it just – it's felt unprofessional, you know, at, at the least since the beginning. And, and I was so excited to have him on. And just the staff in general, I don't know how to parse out who to blame for what at this point. So I think the stink is just on everybody at this point. And I don't think anybody's really signing up to bring anybody back from this staff. Not – not not a fresh start might be great for him that's what i'm saying like a fresh reset and no one might be a phenomenal coach he might need to go work for somebody else in a different place you know he might be that but it's just the perception has been not great from day one
2: really let's take a break here because we have not done so uh, in this hour we'll do that we'll come right back keep the phone lines up phone lines open here on the drive on attendville right back
0: tired of jumping from job to job
1: Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's
0: Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too with video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to BaptistHealth.com slash anywhere. Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark
2: Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here on a Wednesday. Phone lines are open, 8150-939 is the number if you want to get in here, 3831-939 for the UPS Jobs. Text line, you can hit us up uh, that way as a well would love uh, to hear from you about whatever's on your mind here i did just see a second man seems like they have the second suspect in kansas city surrounded uh and probably either will or or have him in custody at some point here soon and hopefully that's the end of that Um, sadly it just won't be the last time we do this sort of thing it never is Uh, let's get kevin in here next kevin welcome into the drive by what's up
7: Oh, not working on any cars today. I'm retiling my bath. My Kevin,
2: I'm so disappointed. Is this what you do for fun? Like, is this your day off?
7: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Ask Muffin. <laughs> I'm telling you, I am not going to stop until the day I hear Mark Ennis and Dave Skull, a.k.a. Muffin. Good luck with Uh that. No. No. Uh, first off, my thoughts to the people in Kansas City. This is, I mean... It's disgusting. I, you know that—that's actually what got me calling into this radio station the first time was. I remember that downtown thing and my daughter at UK and terrified of that. But you know thoughts go out to them. Um, secondly, yeah, I mean last night I I checked online. I was like, oh my god, look they're they're up at halftime, and so I turned it on. I regret turning it on. So I just you know, Nothing I swear I'm going to find your car And then I'm going to unplug something And then I'm going just to make thing. it look like Nothing has ever been unplugged And then I'm going to sit A block away and watch and laugh As you get mad Go out, open your hood, start yelling And then curse my name Well, <laughs> they're under
3: there, maybe you can plug Some things back in that, that are already
7: unplugged. Uh, No, no I think not I only I only undo things for people that make fun of me and call me Mike. I didn't make fun of you. That's a dearie. We love you.
0: Yeah, yeah,
7: yeah. But no, I just I, I, last night was just it's 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 exactly like you all said. And, and Richard Pitino, I, I mean, he's a good coach. I don't really want him here. I think you know we can appreciate Rick and Richard and Mick and all of them for everything they did here. But I don't want, you know, a retread of, you know, I mean, I'm not even saying he's a retread, but, you know, it's kind of a retread.
2: Trying to recapture, I, recapture. We don't need to do that. Thank you.
7: Yeah. And um, I do not. Uh, it, that's what worried me, you know, listening, people talking about, OK, well, maybe if they don't want to run. Maybe, you know, but, you know, we don't have any, you know, uh, recruits for next year, but we could do this and we could. And I'm thinking to myself, please, no. This is not that. That's what. That's what scared me. It's like, oh, we're gonna win a game. Hey, uh, you know, he might want to stick around for a little. No, 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 no. Please, no. But you know, it, it's it's one of those things. I don't. And no one. I. I mean, his father is a legend here. He will always be welcomed here. But I mean, even you know, you see him on the sidelines. He looks disin, You know, dis disinterested in the game. He knows what's going. You know, it's. I, and you just kind, you kind of have to say, okay, you know, I don't know whose fault it is that it's this bad, but I know no one is making it better. So I don't want anybody back. No offense to him; he he, he will always be welcome here. His father is a legend, obviously, but we need someone new. And I think the new coach needs to decide who it's going to be. So, again, my heart goes out to the people in Kansas City. I swear, I I wish to God that we could stop doing this to where it's like, oh. And then I'm checking my phone, and it's not even popping up until I get to the second page of search history because it's just normal and it's it's not okay it's not okay that this is the norm, and people going on and on it's a false flag I just oh, can't I, I can't yeah. even with those people. those people are the worst of the worst because they are they're they're allowing this to happen and they're egging it on so but you know Ennis muffin I'll talk to y'all later
3: Bye. see you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> There's a video of a Kansas City fan tackling the shooter, the first shooter, which yes. is Yes. Props to that person, give them a medal. I mean it's 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 what everyone hopes they would do in that situation. Yeah. You can't possibly imagine what you would how you would react. I mean that's a that's
4: a heroic act. And unfortunately he has to do it. And yeah. now the report's true like we do have it confirmed one person is dead, unfortunately. Uh yep. so and definitely then, I feel sick for that person's family. You know, they're just going there because they're a Chiefs fan, want to celebrate this accomplishment that the team had, their favorite team, and now they can't experience this anymore.
2: And that will be their memory of that for everything. Forever.
4: Yeah.
3: Praying for the nine injured. For Hopefully sure. they all pulled through.
2: Absolutely. Uh, and, again, I'm glad that uh, the, you know, the folks that we know, I think that we've been able to make some contact with there, seem to be have been un, un impacted by this. Uh, but really, I think we're all just kind of tired of having to talk about any public gathering being a potential staging ground for this, for your freedom. Man. 81 50, 93, 9 that's uh, the number if you'd like to get in here. Now, the question that was, or, or Kevin at least made reference to, uh, you know, arguments for the future or, or another year and that sort of thing, some of them hinge on, well, who's coming in? And there's been this talk of Carter Knox. Right. Is that enough to make you change your mind? And what do you make of today, uh, Overtime Elite, and uh, he being one of them, uh, signing this, uh, this agreement with, with Adidas? Uh, and my reaction to that is, makes no difference to me whatsoever. No. It changes nothing. Uh, but Ian Jackson's going to North Carolina. Yep. Uh, these Overtime Elite kids routinely go to Kentucky. Uh, it's, it, I don't think it means a thing. Uh, in terms of uh, whether Carter Knox is coming here and I don't think Carter Knox means a thing for retaining Kenny Payne.
3: No. The, the much like you don't make a decision to keep Kenny Payne hinged on what your current roster would do. You certainly don't keep him based on what one player in the class of 2024 20, would do, whether he's top 10 or not.
2: And it's not like it's like Shaq. No. Right? Like Carter Knox is a nice player, but he's no very one, good. right, no one thinks he's going to like revolution but he's like top sport. 25 top 20 kids I mean he's a really good he's player. He's very very good. But it's a but he's borderline five, five star. He's right but, there. But for close to 2 hours here, the point we've hammered home, the reason we've not let injuries uh be uh, some sort of excuse for what's happened is that the only thing they're consistent with is not playing good basketball. And that with a full complement of players, they're getting blown out by Depaul and Arkansas State and with an injury riddled roster they still don't defend Boston College in front of family and friends. Yeah, it, it that is the literally the only consistency, and just generally speaking, not even about Kenny Payne. The idea of keeping a coach because of who was going to be on the roster next year—who the hell knows who's going to be on anyone's roster that, next year? More so than ever before,
3: with the with the with the uh, type of player movement we have now. But that's that's kind of the point: is if you wouldn't retain him for the at least proven commodities we have on the roster right now, why the hell would you retain him for the one commit you might get out of a, out of a top 20 player? He's 18th in the composite. Borderline five-star. Very good player. Also, yeah. he will be the only one in the class because TJ Robinson, our other commit, did not sign for obvious reasons. Uh, and we would be going heavy into the portal in theory. That's what Kenny's been saying, but we don't know any of that. We don't know who we'll be replacing. We don't know who's going to leave after this season. There's just, you can't do this. You can't, you can't, you can't, in fact, when somebody's nine, ends up with nine or ten wins this year, 14 or 13 in their career in two seasons, who he's got coming in the next year's class is not that important, especially when we don't know what, even if we, when the decisions are being made, we might have some idea of some of the transfers that he could get but none of that's going to be written in ink at that point. And we know that he hasn't been able to, to do much with the, the, the roster he's got right now. Like, and, and we don't know who's leaving. Like, all those things. Way too many factors to have personnel be the biggest
2: factor in keeping him
3: or getting rid of him.
2: So, for me, like, the, the Carter Knox thing, that means nothing to me. Pretty much. Like I, and I think, again, the only reason this year feels in any way Anything less than outrageous for Louisville basketball is because of how bad last year was. On its own, this season would be riot-worthy in almost any other decade of Louisville basketball in the last 60 years, right? Mm -hmm. But it only feels like, well, all right, because of last year. If, If that wasn't the... The background to this season, we like, we'd be furious.
3: Oh no, expectations were set so low. Uh, that's that's why there's anything other than complete and total just rioting in the streets. Is that, that the expectations were were low and they were set lower and the bar was set lower and, and brought farther and farther down. And and adjusting expectations has been the name of the game for for Kenny as opposed to exceeding them. So I, I, uh, yeah, the I think last night went a long way to kind of
2: make that conversation dead on arrival. It was a brutal uh, reminder they haven't progressed as far as we were hoping to feel at the end of the year. Yeah. Right? Yep. All right. Let's get uh, Kojak in here. Next Kojak, welcome into the drive, buddy. What's up? Hey, what's going on, Bill? Hey, buddy.
1: I completely agree with everything you're all saying and I've been a fan for a long long time and I know we've had some bad seasons under other coaches I was there for Denny's last game Rick's first game and everything in between but waking up this morning first thing I do check the score we lost by 12 and I with a lot of the other callers on the other shows this is just not local basketball man I mean in front of, what, two, three hundred people at Boston College, you get beat by 12 after you got a 10 point first half lead. And I don't, I mean, short of recruiting 1982 Michael Jordan, I don't see how there's any way he can retain his job. And it's just based off the criteria of what we've seen over the past two years, basically, and the recruitment's come along with it. If you wait to the end of year two or halfway through year two and you say, well, we need to hit the portal, Well, you did a decent job of it somewhat last year, and I know injuries, you can't pin that on him. But the games we've won this year, it seems like the players kind of outplayed the coaching and won. Some of it I'm astonished by. And still, deep down inside my Louisville crawl, when I watch games and, I, and they get a bad foul or, you know, like the block thing, if the goats into the Syracuse, you still have that drive inside you. Like, you know, you want to stand up? This is not right. But And I know there's a lot of other Louisville fans out there. But then you feel like, who else is standing with you? You see Coach Waltz go to battle for those ladies on the Cardinals team and take that $20,000 goes out and chops wood. If Kenny just had a tenth of that kind of fight in him, the Louisville fans just want to feel the same thing in basketball of what we got to feel last year in football, we're back. The games I went to when Satterfield was there, I thought, well, maybe we'll put up a good show, and if we get lucky, the players will outplay the coach. And I don't know, man. It is just frustrating, I know a lot of Louisville fans are in that same spot I don't know who the next coach is. I don't know what the best hire is going to be. I just want to feel excited about my local basketball team again. I got a tattoo on my freaking leg of the car says the field. And work. I want to be able to you know wear shorts in the spring and summer and feel proud about that, not people going, oh, we watched your game last night. Sorry about that. It's like I've been in <laughs> the funeral. It's just terrible. <laughs> and living in Tennessee, that ain't a good feeling when their team is in the you know, perennial top 10 the past few years. Uh, it just sucks all the way around. But great show. Y'all said a lot of the points I wanted to bring up. You and Vince can have a great day, man. Talk to you later.
2: You too. Appreciate uh, the call there. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, do, I understand that. I just want to feel good about it, just want to feel uh, engaged by it. He's out uh, here like wearing leggings to cover up his. His cardinal tattoo down there in
3: Tennessee. <laughs> I understand that. Well, this is like one of the, the, the callers, well of the texters earlier pointed out that when JJ went down, we were five and nine, which is not great. And those five wins were UMBC, Coppin State, Bellarmine, Pepperdine, and New Mexico State. Not it's not good enough. Like what are we What are we talking about here? You know, I mean, <laughs> we had lost to DePaul at full strength. We lost to Arkansas State at well, full strength.
2: Not Caron Davis.
0: Oh,
3: okay. Well, that makes I guess that I guess that makes all the difference in
2: the world. I guess we go back to summer. We didn't have Trenton Flowers either, right? Well, and and, and Flowers is the reason no one right. uh, is going to get excited about Carter Knox if he commits. Right. I mean, we've seen this before. You know.
3: So that's I have to believe in your coaching before I care about your personnel. And then if your inability to construct a roster is part of your coaching, sure, fine. But I feel better about whoever you brought in if I believed that you that you were the guy for the job and that you could take what you have and turn them into an effective defense if you could turn them into a team before I worry about really you getting
2: elite-level talent. Carter Knox... Gets him another year. If every time they lost the game, you just looked around and said to yourself, "If they just had a little more of something, the, the, yeah, then then okay, he you know he puts them over the edge, he pushes them across the line or whatever, or he gives them more." But we all know that last night was just it just sort of came crashing down. We were kind of believing like we might be able to get this thing off the ground here, maybe long shot, but it's not zero. And then. You're like it was just kind of a thud reminder that this is not a problem of quantity of good players on this team. Mm-hmm. You did not watch that and think like they're lacking players. They don't defend.
3: Yes, that's it. That's if you just strip everything else away, which there's lots, but if you strip all the other arguments away to say, man, they still don't defend. Period. And what is our goal in Louisville? National championships, Final Fours conference championships, to be in contention year in and year out, right? With very few exceptions. Nobody's ever been in contention with a bad defense. Not really. You rarely make the Final Four with a with less than a stellar defense. You don't win a national championship without a top 25 defense. You don't do it. Those are the numbers in the last 30 years. We'll be right back here on The Drive on the